Welcome back to Maximum News, ladies and gentlemen, where we like to just get right into the news. Well, most of the time we don't like to do an intro. Sometimes we do. But uh, we got a lot of stuff that we got to get to. So let's not waste any time. Obviously, majority of the reason why the majority of you uh, are here is to hear us talk about The Last of Us right off the top. Just finished watching episode four less than an hour ago. Uh, before I get my thoughts on it, I got to do my weekly thing here. Side, have you started watching it yet? Uh, no, this this week has been nonstop. Okay, all right, no, no, no problem, no problem. Just figured I'd ask. In fact, ask. we we got we got home less than like twenty minutes ago. Oh, okay, everything okay? Yeah. All right, so all right. It's just been it's just been a busy week, and yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Like me too, man. I'm I'm. Uh, I told you I'm working on a follow up video. Uh, we talked about that like a couple of days ago, and that's taken up a whole lot more time than I was expecting. Yep. Anyways, Last of Us. Uh, great episode. Really, really damn good episode. The I, <laughs> I, I just keep expecting at some point that at some point the quality's got to dip, but no, it, it the quality is still at unreasonably high. I'm, I'm being facetious when I say that, obviously, but it's really, really damn high. So in this episode, without giving any spoilers away, we do get to see the positive seeds of Joel and Ellie's future relationship planted. I loved virtually everything that happened between the two of them in this episode. Um, I know earlier on in like when the show premiered and the first couple episodes, Saib, you remember me talking about how I wasn't fully sold on Bella Ramsey as Ellie. I am now. In fact, I'm at the point where I think that her performance is phenomenal. She's getting to that point where like I said, with Pedro Pascal's portrayal of Joel, where it's like he's somehow very familiar, but also very different. Uh, Bella is getting to that point. She's not at that point. I, I, I don't imagine she'll ever get to the point uh, at Pedro's at. But even if she gets close, it it still deserves uh, to be described as phenomenal. Um, let's see what else do I see in my uh, notes here. You know, uh, I don't it. I don't usually get choked up at forms of media. I don't think I've ever cried at an, an episode of TV, and this isn't an exception. But I will say, uh, there is one moment in this episode that almost got me there. And it's like, really? None of the past three episodes did with the stuff that happens in there? No, no, it was this episode. And I won't say what it was. I'll, I'll just give a no-context spoiler, okay? Uh, there's a point where Joel says the words, I'm sorry. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say. It's just, in that moment, it's just... The, the okay, the, I, I won't say anything else, but uh, it was a really, really magical moment. And if we get more moments like that throughout the rest of the series, um, let's just say this might be like one of the greatest TV series ever made. Um, the episode sets up next week very well. Uh, it's no spoiler, side that there are characters in this show, just as there were characters in the game named Henry and Sam, and uh, we know. You know, when I evoke the words Henry and Sam, what that means to uh, uh, people who have played the original game. I cannot wait to see what they do with those characters next week. Really solid action, really solid drama, emotional moments, all around fantastic episode. If you haven't started watching this series, guys, you're really, really missing out. It is turning into something really unique, really special. So, any uh, thoughts or reactions before we continue? Um. No, I, I I was thinking like watch it be some like innocuous like moment that you do, that you break down about like you know like 
Like it, it was all fine until until he went around the corner, and then I saw that banner that said Steelers. You know, Steelers win the Super Bowl this year, and you, and you just get so sad because you're like, they're never gonna win again. They're never gonna win again. That. Um, yeah, that would if I were a football fan. But I could easily see somebody like looking at something like that and uh, breaking down, just like, "Why do you got to mock us, oh Lord? Why, Neil? Why?" No, it's a uh, it's a really special moment. Um, it involves a, joy. I a, yeah. yeah, I had a conversation with somebody once, and they're like, "Oh, you know, an apocalypse would be so cool." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you know, you you never get your coffee again. Like, what do you what do you mean? You know, coffee doesn't grow here." You mean like, like coffee doesn't grow? Here? Like, what do you mean coffee doesn't grow here? It's like, well, you wouldn't be able to get coffee anymore if if travel didn't happen. You know, you wouldn't be able to get your coffee or your chocolate. Mm-hmm. Chocolate doesn't grow here either. And like, like it's just like, you know, somebody shocked that the world has you. Know, you know, doesn't that not everything grows at the grocery store, right? That's what happens when you outsource all your manufacturing and production to other countries, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like uh, so. So their their idea of wanting an apocalypse suddenly changed very quickly when they realized that they couldn't get the frappa mochaccino in the morning. <laughs> no more Starbucks in every. Oh, uh, uh, I was gonna spoil. There's. Uh, Oh, no, no, don't don't spoil uh, it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, just just something regarding coffee. But anyways, um, let's move on to uh, the next subject here. So, to anybody that you know isn't in the loop with The Last of Us, this is probably the most obvious big story that happened in the past week. Sibe, you recall that at the end of last year, we did our top ten most anticipated games, and at number ten on my list, I put the day before. The game that is the most wishlisted on Steam, uh, aside from Hogwarts Legacy, which I think Hogwarts surpassed it. Um, but I had to clarify why it was on my list to Cybe, because as Cybe and I both know, uh, and what a lot of other people suspect, this game is kind of a sham or a scam or a slice of ham. I, any, yeah. Um, we haven't really seen anything come from the developers. They've been very secretive or maybe their marketing sucks. We only saw like a gameplay trailer back in 2021 that hyped everybody up, but we didn't really see anything from them since. And, you know, there've been YouTube videos going around everywhere, uh, sort of suggesting that, hey, maybe it isn't real. All that said, I still put it on my list because I was just hella curious to see how things would turn out. And, mm-hmm. and if the game actually released, not because I necessarily wanted to play it. I mean, if it is accurate in everything that is promising, then hell yeah, I want to play it. But yeah, I don't really think so. But anyways, we got gameplay uh, two or three days ago. And I think it's safe to say, Saib, that they put this out because there was mounting pressure from the gaming public to see whether or not this game is a scam. And, uh, well, why, why don't you elaborate on how people reacted and, like, what was in the gameplay? Yeah, we were, gonna, we were going to actually do a full-on coverage of this, um, you know, just live, re- restream it, talk about it live, kind of go through it and touch on it. Um, and then I was going to give my two cents on, on you know, where I, where I was at with 
looking at the game and and thinking mm-hmm. about it. And at this point, um, I'm still not a hundred percent. And here's my here's my general thought on it. Um, so a lot of people are saying that they can't make a game this complex in this short amount of time. You know, they only filed this trademark stuff and and did all this stuff like last year and you know blah 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 and it's like well that's that's partially true but in the world of um resident oh sorry not president uh unreal 5 Mm. you really do have the opportunity to just basically publish a base package that is actually a game and and you know, the, you know, when I say base package, I, I literally mean that to some people, putting together a simplified shooter takes only minutes in the new Unreal game, and they have just an enormous amount of physics and engine and and stuff pre-built in. So if you have a bunch of models that you've bought from a model designer, and you have a bunch of weapon skins that you've bought from a weapon skin designer and then some vehicles and some other stuff. You buy all the packages, you turn on all the functions, and you just, you know, you you um, generate a bunch of maps, use AI to, to cut back on a bunch of other work. You hmm. literally can make a game in, we're, we're talking weeks. He's not here. exaggerating, guys. Is there a reason why game developers everywhere are switching to Unreal? Like, off the top of my head, there's uh, CD Projekt Red. That's, you know, they're doing that for the next Witcher game. And... We're also uh, going to be talking about another developer that's switching to it in a second. It's everything that Cyber is saying is true. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's very quick to have products go crazy fast and, and move at a, at a ridiculously fast rate. Um, now, w- what is it with this game? What's going on with this game? Well, the number one thing I would say is that they have really bad communication skills. Like, not just, like, yeah. bad communication skills, but, like, really bad communication skills. Yeah. They don't seem to have somebody in that role of heading up their PR, of heading up their public side of the company, of, that is able to explain things clearly, concisely, and keep hype levels in in that green zone where it's it's helping to drive your product but you're not redlining it and you're not stalling out like you have to you really have to do that that is that is a full-time job at any major like release and games that don't have that and they release you know they do have this big release it's it's by sheer luck that they managed to like fly through that flack, you know, and, and among us is a great example of that where they didn't really have anybody who was just, who was really on it, you know, doing interviews, doing videos, talking to the community about what was going on. A lot of that was missing. A lot of that was just this like vague, you know, stuff going on, not really, you know, knowing what, what's going on, you know, and, and yeah, the dogs are, are very upset about this as well. Yeah. Because they look at this stuff and they go, where's our fun game? We want to sit on the couch and watch you play a fun game. So 
so yeah, that that that's that's I think is the the primary thing here is that these guys are. I don't think very many of them are high end business people, and that's actually like that's actually a plus in my book because I don't want a company run by a bunch of sales and marketing people. I think that's terrible. Mm. I don't think you get good products. Um, but it has definitely left them open for counterattack and definitely open in the the not being able to fill or commit a proper clear you know direct voice yeah and so what happens is you you get this which is everything's all over the place like it's literally all over the place with this game we don't know what's going on there's very little clear concise stuff um you know, there's accusations that all this stuff is staged, it's all pre-rendered, there's nobody actually, you know, behind the controls, and then they do these weird things where they they film the the person playing the game at a weird angle, and then that just causes more people to freak out and become hyper-conspiratorial, going wait a second, why would you show that? It, that's not a normal thing you'd show, therefore it must be a conspiracy. Well, and you see where they're coming from, though. I, I see where, I see, of course I see where just generally it's coming from. And and it they're not helping themselves by doing this. They, they're really not. Mm. They're, they're, they, if, if you have these kind of issues, it's like the Earth 2 thing. It's like, if you really wanted to prove these people wrong, invite somebody who's not, you know, your biggest hater, but somebody who's like, you know, your second or third biggest hater, invite them over to like, show them what you have. And mm -hmm. you literally just show them what you have and you just be clear, like, hey, like we're a really long ways away from getting this finished. This is our, our you know, intended goals. Here's the tools that we're using. Um you have to be smart, of course, because you, you don't want to give away too much or overpromise. And like I said, it's this weird thing where it's like you got to press the gas to the point where you're not, you know, redlining the engine and you're not stalling the engine out. Right. It's like, and that is a, a very difficult thing. And the more scrutiny you have, the smaller that golden spot is. And it gets sometimes, and in this case, I think it's just gotten to the point where they can't handle it. Right. If they're honest people. If they're not honest people, and this is a, a literal scam, um, which I'm not discounting either. Right now, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I have no idea what in the world is going on here. Because nobody should be making these kinds of mistakes. Um, yeah. If yeah. you want my two cents on how I feel exactly where it is, I feel that the game is pretty much an asset flip in the sense that a vast majority of the tech of the things that they've done are basically stuff that they bought off of the, you know, the proverbial store yeah. that they have been making locations and doing stuff and the world will have some interesting stuff, but it, it won't be super hand curated. It'll just be this like moderate, interesting locations um, I think that they have not done as much, you know, super finite coding. A lot of the stuff that they've been promising is probably not implemented yet because it's they're probably too behind on it. That's why they can't show it. Um, like, I'll be very surprised if they have base building right away. Yeah. 
if at all. Um, we already know that they don't have the weapon um, modding at the level that they said that they would have. You know, they've showed some stuff on that before. And then what we got in the live show wasn't what they showed. It was much, it was much worse. Um, but I, I do, I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're open scammers that don't actually have a, a working project at all. And that everything yeah. is just a made up thing. And they're just sitting in an office, kind of laughing it off, creating the next, you know, creating these videos because like, again, the, the tech for what they showed, it's like what they showed on, uh, on the Tuesday or the Wednesday or whatever it was, is basically what you can put together in the base Unreal Five engine. Yeah, if you buy all the, if you buy all of the trimmings and turn it on, and you and you spend a couple of months um, throwing, you know, everything and the kitchen sink into the blender and you know pumping out just a thing that that's basically like the division. I think that that's well in the power of what the the new engine can do. I think that's well in the power of what a small team can actually accomplish. I don't think it's nearly as deep as what they're saying, but games don't necessarily, especially shooters, they don't have to be massively deep. They don't have to include or create or have a massively new, super polished concept in order for them to be good. They just have to be interesting and yeah. have fun gameplay, yeah. you know? Um, and as it looks right now, with the 10-minute stuff that they showed us, does that But does that actually look like something you'd want to play, though? Because... I, I, again, I, I at this... At the moment, like... At the moment, it depends on... For me, that game depends immediately on character creation uh, and on character customization. I would play that game if the character creation and customization was good. Um, I think the complaint about the character, a lot of, some people were complaining that the character's clothing and armor or, or outfit didn't look, you know, as polished as, and as nice as it could have. But again, if they're using like a lot of assets, a lot of general assets, what you would do, what you would do normally from like, you know, again, if I'm setting this up, I would set up your your entry level gear to actually not look that great and then have the better looking gear as like the top gear that you unlock or get or scavenge or or craft from like the high much much higher tiers and that's where you get the good looking stuff right and so if this is an early portion of the early game then of course their armor wouldn't look that great the you know the gun wouldn't be that awesome it would just and you know because you want that stuff to come down the path later but it it looks like it does i don't think this is like an this is not an 80 dollar game this is i believe this is like basically an asset flip this is like you know wildlife looks better than this like wildlife looks way better than this wildlife i would say uh for what they're offering with that game probably is uh probably has has a thousand times more custom created content in it than than this game does right now uh and and again i i don't think it's worth 80 bucks i think it's yeah. worth i think 
I think what they should be doing with this is they should probably be selling this for like 25 bucks. Tops. Tops, yeah. And I think what they should do is make a promise going, hey, guys, we're never going to do microtransactions. What we're going to focus on is large DLC packs. Um, Yeah. And a large DLC pack will, you know, depending on how the community feels about it, um, they'll either be, you know, two or three times a year uh, or, or more, you know, if we really take off. If we really take off and this game starts to really push the numbers up and we can hire a lot more people, then we're going to be offering you more content, more free content, and the DLC packs will be, you know, basically like, but we're going to try and keep those as a quarterly thing at absolute most. Right, right? but in order to I, ensure that, yeah. what they need to do first but is communicate. hire some sort of PR representative, even if, like, yeah. worst case they scenario, need, the game... yeah, to communicate for it, them because they're just not doing it good. Like, oh my goodness, they're not communicating well at all. Even if what you're selling to us yeah. is a lie, it would benefit you to hire somebody who can do a better job at selling the lie. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but you know what I'm getting at. That's the only thing that I think we can say definitively about this game is that the public relations side of things isn't particularly good. I'm inclined to side with you, Saib. I do think the game is real. It's just to what extent is the game going to live up to the game that we've all had in our heads up until this point. I don't think it's going to get anywhere near that. If, you know, you give them a year or two to flesh things out, could it get to a state where it's playable and somewhat enjoyable at 25 bucks? Maybe. Here's what I want from this game. Here's what I would love with this game. If everything we saw, even as, you know, not hyper polished as, as, as it is, if, if they could just give me that game, that we saw and you know it, it works like that and that's just their you know it's it's sort of like an early beta ish kind of thing um i would still i would still pay them like 25 bucks if i could have a private server that i could set up in and have the world be a living thing and then just have other people join the server so like have our community pop in and we could just pop in play build up a, a fort go out, kill zombies, come back, build up the fort even bigger, like a persistent world that we can set up a private server on and just have that going. If if that was a thing, I would love that because sure. that's what I've been begging for, for, you know, uh, Fallout and and a bunch of other games is is I, I just, I want a persistent world in which we can set up for, a, you know, for a community, for our own community. And I can just go in there and spawn events, do cool things. I, I would love this in, you know, Baldur's Gate, D&D, anything. Like sci-fi stuff, like whatever. I would just, I would love the ability to create a cool world for people to come in, jump in, play in, can mess around with stuff, can go kill zombies. Like that sounds to me like a great idea. Something that I would very much enjoy, but I don't, I still don't understand what this game is. Is this always online? Is this an MMO? Is, is it like the division? Random yeah. people. Is it a, is it a thing where I boot, boot up the game and invite friends into it? What I still don't understand what exactly this is. 
and there's too much conflicting information about it. Yeah. And I'm not getting a clear picture. I know what they're saying, sort of. But is it true? To what extent is it true? To what extent is that actually there? And that's that again, it just it really boils down to a communication problem. So they have a huge communication problem. And I, I like that's where we can leave this one because it's 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 definitely like stay tuned to this because this is gonna be a hot tomato. Yeah. All year we're gonna see the most hilarious garbage coming out of this. I hope these guys, if this is an honest game and they're just really bad at PR and they've just been they 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 have a bunch of people that they've been listening to that where they're like, Oh, okay, man, here's what you gotta do. You gotta do this, you gotta make this like weird filming thing, film it at this side, and then you gotta try and launch that. You know, and they're just not you know, that it's just poor communication. I really hope that they don't get burnt out. Yeah. Because because yeah, I, I like if it's just if it's a if, if it's just a, you're bad at communication, but you're actually like, you know, this is a very small team making this game, and it actually turns out that the game's pretty cool. And if it's not something that they're charging eighty dollars for until it really gets up to that level of quality, we'll see. This this is definitely like it's piqued my interest more in the sense of like watching it to see what kind of chaos happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard our opinions. Question is for you. Do you believe that this thing is uh, actually going to turn out to be real? Do you think that the game is actually going to release in November, like they're saying now, once they get the whole trademark issue uh, uh, sorted out? Let us know by putting uh, your thoughts down in the comment section below. All right, moving on to the next topic here. (laughs) Just from one great story into the next. Uh, One of my, aside from Metal Gear Solid which is my all-time favorite gaming franchise. I think it's safe to say my second favorite gaming franchise is Halo. And as I'm sure anybody who's in the gaming sphere and like, you know, well-read as far as gaming news goes, you could probably understand where my enthusiasm is for the Halo franchise right now. It's about the same as where everybody else is. We're sort of in limbo. We don't know what the heck is going on. People have just generally speaking been too disappointed consistently with the effort that 343 Industries has been putting forward. So much so that it looks like Microsoft is handing down an executive direction for them to make some serious changes regarding the approach to the Halo franchise moving forward. So according to Windows Central, uh, you know, speaking of Unreal Engine, it's looking like 343 moving forward, is going to be dropping their in-house engine and moving over to Unreal Engine 5. Uh, this is because their current engine, Slipspace, has caused a lot of issues for developers. There have been a lot of bugs trying to you know, get the past Halo games. And I imagine such Infinite... A, what? Such a deja vu. What do you like, mean? All, like, how many times have we heard... You know what? We were making this specialized engine for this game, and we realized that it's just—it's really hard to make an engine because turns out half of the stuff that we made the original engine for don't actually work in the game that we're trying to make it right. for now. Yeah. What was it like? Yeah, we mentioned the red engine that caused a lot of <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk 2077's issues. I think it was the what, what was the engine they used to make Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda. Like whatever engine that was, uh, was it? No. Wasn't CryEngine, was it? No, it, it, no. 
But, yeah, it's it's EA's special engine thing that turns out is just hot garbage. Yeah, they try to apply it to everything, even though it, it they really shouldn't. Um, it seems like it's the exact same thing for Slip Space, and so they're adopting Unreal Engine Five. Um, I'll give my thoughts on that, but let's just go through the entire report here. Apparently, three four three is hard at work on putting out their next Halo related project. It's going to be, it's operating under the codename Project Tanaka. Now, if any of you have been following Halo news over the last little while, you might recognize the name Tanaka because we heard that that was the codename being given to a Battle Royale mode for Halo. So is the next Halo release going to be some sort of Halo Battle Royale? Um, Well, like we'll discuss that more in a second. Um, And then finally... Uh, other major thing that I wanted to s- just uh, present is that, according to this report, campaign-related content of any sort for Halo has been on pause, put on pause, and the focus is just going to be on improving the multiplayer from this point forward. So, yeah, it's been like it's been rough to, to work for three four three for a long time, but it's been especially rough the last little while. There were the cuts at Microsoft, a lot of which hit. 343, they had Joseph Staden leave as their creative director, which, you know, I attribute a lot of what the good stuff that was in Halo Infinite to his vision, especially because he worked on the original Halo games and was part of what made those games so great, in my opinion. Um, I hope, look, I love Unreal Engine. I think that more games should adopt it. I can't wait to see what Witcher looks like when they use it. I don't know, like, how they're going to manage to make Halo look using that engine we'll see i suppose uh i wonder if they'll be able to maintain an like an art style that people will like not like what they did with halo 4 and halo 5 um battle royale though like i don't really know how that would work maybe you would just need to reintroduce like a health system and get rid of the shields and then maybe it would work that way like they kind of have a <clears throat> a battle royale mode. I think it's called Extinction in Halo Infinite right now that works kind of well, but it's not really battle royale. But a full on battle royale, I I guess. But is that really like the thing that hardcore Halo fans really want? Because when I think about Halo at its peak and what I see people talk about wanting from Halo uh, that are longtime fans is just consistently great multiplayer and like the arcade element of gunplay and the great custom games that we got in halo 3 and halo reach that's what people want not so much battle royale but i don't know maybe they'll find some way to make it good but given 343's track record i'm not really sure um and i suppose multiplayer just focusing on that for now is probably just the most cost effective way to approach the Halo franchise moving forward. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to keep losing money. It's it's a sad state of affairs. I hope that we'll be able to get some more positive news. Hopefully, Halo Infinite will start to pick up a little bit more popularity now that Forge is out, and maybe it'll get to uh, the state that it should be at and be a proper challenger to COD like it once was. But yeah, Saib, what do you think about all these uh, developments? Are you at all more positive or any more negative than I am? Uh, with the idea that this is going to be a, 
Yeah, with the idea that this is going to be a battle royale, I'll say that I'm pretty sure they're a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, there's just too I, many I, of them. I I think that if you're a giant corporation and you're chasing a genre of game that is, you know, the big flavor of the month, but it's not the flavor of the month, it's like the flavor of the decade, and you're showing up to the, like, tail end of the decade of that, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like all the people who, you know, gosh, how long was, was League out for? Like over, it was League and Dota 2 were out for years. Yeah. Years. And then Activ- Activision and um, EA decided that they were going to make um, a MOBA as well. It's like, and they, they announced that like, like at the, when you knew the numbers of people playing MOBAs was starting to like dip and it had, it had its dedicated audience, but it was definitely not like gaining huge amounts. And, and there were other like, you know, early cusps of stuff like kind of coming out for, for, you know, I think it was the, I think it was the, yeah, I I think it was the whole, you know, among us craze was starting up when Blizzard was like, yeah, we're going to make a MOBA. This is going to be great. Look at this MOBA here. And it's like, oh man, you're, you're not just late. You're like, you're coming in at the very end of this thing. And, and then of course it never goes anywhere. EA's one didn't even get off the ground. Like they, they had a beta for it. Like 5,000 people showed up. They all complained and, they're just like, all right, we'll dump it. I guess we're not really good at this, you know? And then, yeah, it, it's just, this is just the nature of gaming that you got to be on top of it. You got to be looking for the next big thing. You can't be trying to play catch up a, almost a decade later after a genre is the, you know, the popular you know, genre of the year of, of the decade comes out and you're, you're showing up in year eight going, yeah, let's do something like that. It's like, no, not going to work. You know what? I so You can tell me your thoughts on this. One thing that I thought would always be a wonderful evolution of the Halo formula is to go beyond the sort of 16 v 16. No, 8 v 8 12, or 12 v 12, I think it is, it is mm-hmm. now in Halo Infinite gameplay to something like Star Wars Battlefront, but with the Halo aesthetic. Can you imagine like, Big-ass battlefields, being able to fly pelicans and operate scarabs, the amount of carnage, like uh, joyous carnage that you can have in a game like that. I Mm -hmm. think even if it's, you know, just sort of like a spinoff where you just have uh, instant action type gameplay like you did in the original Battlefront 1 and 2, I would love that much more than I would want a Battle Royale. But I don't know, maybe that would just take too much effort. No. I, I have a better pitch for for them. Go on. And the pitch goes like this. You you start up, you know, by having the covenant and having covenant, um the the humans, uh throw in one or two of the other factions, all discover a new um halo. <laughs> and right. 
and they launch, you know, they launch people out to it and you all pick a faction and y'all land and y'all start like exploring it. It's absolutely massive, like just enormously massive. And the and and you direct the NPCs to start setting up bases and scouts, and then they they start pushing out. And you could scout anywhere around that you want, and you might you know do, you know you you might go and like do scouting runs, skirmishes, stuff like that. But eventually, like the full forces of the armies arrive, and they start fighting like full on, trying to get this thing. And they they manage to kind of push out and and it's like that's when you get these full on full battles. At all times, there's the threat of the possible, um, you know, flood, you know, appearing mm. and and going nuts. In which case, then all of the the forces would have to like turn and fight the the flood. And at the center, there's like this time dilation thing, and some whenever somebody like pulls the trigger to the halo device it doesn't destroy all sentient life in the universe it just resets the world back like back to the start when when the halo ring was just discovered and your goal as a faction is to take over the entire ring and control everything push all the other factions out contain the flood and then like set up and that's how you win. Hmm. But it's almost impossible to because this is being played by tens of thousands of people every single hour. And they're all battling in this humongous ring that's like five times the size of Earth. And you're trying to just battle it out and duke it out. And and every time it resets, there's more stuff that's added. You that- know, there's more vehicles added. There's more secrets unlocked. And you just start that process and you just reset it. So it's a, like a battle royale that takes place over like, you know, six months or until whenever somebody hits the reset. And you can keep seeing this happen over and over and over again. And every time it happens, the, the players start formulating new ideas and new ways to kind of like come up with stuff. That oh, would be an awesome. That thing. actually sounds really freaking cool, dude. The only thing I think that I would add on top of that that I think would make it a little bit cooler is if you could actually fly into space to parts of this giant persistent world of the Halo ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can literally get on a you can you can get in a you can get on a ship and fly to anywhere you want in the ring, but the the other bases do have their defenses. So it's not like you can just fly in and assassinate mess them up yeah Yeah, they might try to snipe you from tons of yeah there's tons of anti-air bases and there's they've got they've got their fleets like right like they they don't have like you know massive fleets but they're they have like a couple of ships that are sitting there and you just trying to get onto the ship as you know one of like as a as somebody who's on that faction is hard enough let alone like you know trying to like you know, you're just not going to be able to just invade it, at least not right away. Mm. You know, and you're going to have to make plans. And then there's guilds and f- groups that'll form that'll be like, "Hey, we're going to hold this, and then we're going to try and take over this moderate ship and launch an invasion to try and take out this other thing." And 
like just like that's a world that I think people would really like and that if that's if they want to burn a whole bunch of R&D into figuring out how to make that world work probably that's probably far more stable and far more interesting than whatever this idea that they have of like doing a new battle royale I, I again that's if that's what they're trying to do Phil Spencer we know you listen to this podcast. Hire Cyborg to be your creative director for the next Halo project. Hell, I don't care if it takes 10 years. I would play the crap out of what Cyborg just recommended here. All right. Uh, we're 40 minutes in. Let's uh, speed through these next few topics. Yeah, um, this one we sort of just added in at the last second. You go, Cyb. You're more into Bioware stuff. Uh, so, so yeah. So, we've got uh, Dragon Age 4 stuff. It's not looking good still. We're not getting this game this year. We're probably not even going to get this game next year because of the amount of times it has been reset. If it does wait until um, 2024 or 2025, that is a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think, didn't I, like the video I sent you, I think uh, they said that it's been in development since 2015 or 2016. Yeah, 2015. Oh my God. It's been in development before. Now, it has been reset twice, uh, so they originally had this brilliant design for it. Absolutely brilliant. It was all about uh, completing missions with unique characters, really recruiting whoever you wanted. You could complete a mission by hiring a bunch of courtesans, aka like harlots, and doing everything through conversation and plot and intrigue and stealing into this location and getting everything you want that way. You could also just show up with a bunch of warriors and just try and like bash down the gates. You could also do that. It was very interesting. Very good concept. I really liked it. Saw a fair amount of that concept and really did like where they were going with that. Um, That was all scrapped because some absolute moron at EA decided ah, 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 ah. no we want everything multiplayer everything multiplayer everything live service we don't want no single player story we want to to make people spend money every single day we want a team where there's like your regular green rare epic and then legendary characters, and then those legendary characters are the only ones who are able to actually complete certain content, and those legendary characters, you got to pull for those characters, and yeah, that was that was the game that EA won. And then EA was humiliated, uh, Respawn did a bunch of stuff that actually proved that they actually knew what they were doing, and that humiliated um, the leadership at EA, and so EA finally called them up and said, okay, by the way, you can do whatever you want, okay? You don't have to make a multiplayer. So then everything was scrapped again, which, thank God, because who wants to play a giant piece of garbage like that? Um, and then that reset everything, and so now we're back to they're trying something different now, and now they're trying to go more action-y, arcade kind of combat, you know, like Dragon Age 2, because that was such a huge hit. Everybody loved that game. Some art leaked about this. I would not trust this art with a 10-foot pole. Uh, it is 
significantly we don't even know which build this is from we don't we have no idea if this is their early current build uh the previous build or the previous previous build we have no idea we have absolutely no idea what this what this screenshot stuff is is got and it's not mm. it's really just not very good um to look at uh seems like most of the floor textures aren't there and stuff like that so are they is that what they're working on i don't know and i i kind of i kind of i i like at this point don't look at that kind of stuff because again we're at least we're at least a year away if not more from from seeing this game so yeah i kind of i kind of doubt that this is going to go anywhere um yeah and then in other ea news uh star wars jedi survivor has been delayed uh will now arrive on april 28th that's so fine originally it was going to come out a little bit earlier uh but it is now been pushed back a little bit it's not a huge pushback six weeks like, you know yeah yeah it's not it's not like it's getting pushed back like six months or 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 longer um and that's fine that's fine i think this is i think this is i think this is okay i i, I have faith that the game's gonna be good like jedi fallen order the chunk of it that i played was really damn good and it seems like everything that they're doing with this seems to be the natural evolution of that formula. I trust Respawn, even though I think Apex Legends is... It gives me a heart attack every time I play that game. Um, yeah, but uh, that's fine. Maybe I, with the extra time, I can finally finish Jedi Fallen Order. Because I looked at there's this wonderful website, in case you guys haven't heard about it. It's called HowLongToBeat.com. If you have a backlog of games and you don't know how long each of them are going to take, just type in the name of the game. And uh, it'll tell you. And from what I understand, Jedi Fallen Order is only like 20 to 25 hours long to beat. I could do that. I could I could find time in my schedule to beat it between now and then. Although uh, uh, Hogwarts is going to make that a little bit more difficult. But we'll get to that in a second. Uh, just one other thing uh, before we get to the inevitable discussion of Hogwarts. Uh, what about the Grammys is trying to stay relevant? Yeah, so... The Grammys is on tonight. I don't know how many of you were interested in watching that. I didn't even know. I had no idea <laughs> until I listened that's to the radio the when I was in the car. That's the joke. Nobody knew right. this was going on. Um, and I got to call this out. I, I, I have to call this out. There's this big thing trending about the Grammys right now. And I mean, staged and sheeple are the two things off the top of my head. I look at the, the, oh my God, Re Grammys is relevant again, trending on Twitter. And I'm like, uh-huh, sure. Let me go see what this video everybody's cracking up about. And it's like, oh, look, they conveniently placed a bunch of very famous, good-looking people to start casually dancing, er I'm doing the air quotes thing, to this song. Oh yeah, that wasn't pre-planned at all. They didn't have a, a meeting ahead of time going, okay, guys, this song is gonna come out. It's the greatest song ever recorded, ever. Ever. This is gonna this is gonna fix all of the problems. This is gonna make Hollywood and the music industry relevant again. You have to like you have to get up and you have to dance to this song because that's what's going on. And then everybody's gonna get on Twitter and go, Oh my goodness, the Grammys is super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because and the Grammys, they they're doing they're doing something. You know what they're really gonna do this year? 
they put video games into their own category for music because they play video games too. Taylor Swift, she plays video games. She's one of you. And and we know that there's going to be some awesome music coming out for video games in the future. And, and you've got to listen to this because it's just so cool. And you just... You just need to tune in. It's like, again, it's that whole, like, you know, somebody arriving at the playground who clearly is not a child who is dressed like a child and goes, hello, fellow students. I I am one of you. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it, 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 that just, it just reeks of like desperation and, and the enormous amount of people who were like, oh my goodness, I love this, 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 I love this. And it's like, it's like, yeah, 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 I just, I just. I, I'm, um, I'm looking at the 2023 winners and uh, apparently, like, like apparently it's going on right now or it, it just finished. I'm looking at the winners and apparently the one category that, uh, they had for video games, best score soundtrack for video games and other interactive media. The nominees were Aliens Fireteam Elite, Call of Duty Vanguard. <laughs> really? Call of Duty Vanguard, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Old World. And Aliens Fireteam Elite wins. Are there seriously people playing that game? Like that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, like this is, you know what this reminds me of? Remember, like, I think it was about a year or two ago when the Oscars tried to introduce the best popular film category just to up their viewership. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, it's the Grammys. I haven't cared about the Grammys since the one time everybody got pissed off for Arcade Fire winning. Do you remember that one year, Side? Uh, winning album of the year over like four other like really mainstream popular artists in the Arcade Fire one, and then a whole bunch of the sheeple, as you call them said like who the hell is arcade fire uh news report it's the greatest export from the province of quebec one of the only good things that province exports <laughs> sorry i'm just joking you know the quebec is fine all right and finally i i, I need to keep my mouth shut on that <laughs> <laughs> right okay uh, hogwarts hogwarts, hogwarts. Yes, yeah, so Hogwarts prep. Hogwarts has leaked, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it leaked a couple days ago. Uh, apparently, apparently, some of the deliveries for the physical copies got out early. Yeah. So we are not going to cover spoilers. We are going to start streaming and doing playthroughs and doing videos for you guys, including, yes, I can announce this. We are filming live skits tomorrow. Ooh. So we are going to have some live comedy skits coming out about this game. So be hyped for this. It's going to be hilarious. We've got some cool ideas. It's going to be great. I think you're going to find them quite lovely. And yeah, we're going to be we're going to be playing the crap out of this game. Um it's the the only thing that I will spoil is that the game plays extraordinarily smooth. Mm. There are, I believe, at or over 20 different spells that you can free use in the game in various combos, various ways. And the world is 
absolutely gorgeous. And again, no major bugs reported at all, which is really cool. Again, don't quote me on that. Obviously, these are these are these are day one deliveries. People have not played all the way through the game yet. But by the time you listen to this podcast, there will be people who have most certainly already beat the game and maybe put posting spoilers. Uh, so yeah, careful about spoilers. We we try, we really try to avoid spoilers here. We will we we respect your time, we respect your passion. Uh, we do make guides though, uh, but we don't try and clickbait you too much with those titles like you know, like, oh my goodness, you know, Snape had time traveled and and uh, is now in this game, and he's <laughs> now he's now recruiting an army for um, space lizards. Sorry about the clank, <laughs> uh, okay. clankers, clankers. Join the clankers. Uh, yeah, so we we um, yeah we we're gonna try and avoid that stuff. Obviously, we don't want to we don't want to do that. We don't want to spoil anything, but we will be covering the game. Uh, please check us out. Ask us to tweet at us with uh, stuff you'd like us to um, to to do, uh, to cover, to show showcase stuff. Um, we're all playing through different houses. So with the, with the four of us, we're all going to be playing through all of the different houses. Um, those will all, of course, not. We won't be like pushing that all in the first week but we should have most of that stuff kind of nailed down and we'll definitely have reviews. A hundred percent we'll be able to review um, various stages of the game starting as soon as uh, next week. Yeah. Um, for sure. And we're going to have uh, on Thursday, we're going to have a live show of course on the main channel talking about our immediate reactions to the game because we'll have been playing it on Tuesday and Wednesday already at that point. Um, so yeah, and, uh, and yes, we are, like I said, we are working on some live comedy skits related to this game. So I am so excited. I can't wait. And yes, we are going to film those tomorrow. So if everything goes smoothly and we, you know, remember to take the lens off the camera, we, uh, we remember to get all the stuff ready. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to work. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. I can't wait to, sh I can't wait for everybody to see this. We, we really do think that this game is going to be quite solid. Um, not that we are jumping the gun on this, but the game is out. People have it. Um, I've chatted with some people who have gotten it. Um, they haven't spoiled anything. They just said, yeah, we got it installed it on our, you know, we haven't even, we've, we've disconnected our, our, machines from the internet we're playing through it and it is really good hmm. so very smooth very good i love to hear that i think that's great i'm sure there'll be some bugs in it somewhere yeah obviously if you guys going back to my top 10 list that i talked about that we did at the end of the last year aside from alan wake 2 and starfield hogwarts legacy is my most anticipated game everything that you're saying side uh makes me even more excited hopefully i'll be able to set aside some time i, I think I, I'm just going to have to like, uh, thankfully I have this coming Friday pretty open. So maybe I can dedicate two or three hours to playing through it. So I can give some initial impressions when we record next Sunday. Very excited. Um, I'm a little bit pissed off that when I did my pre-sorting, which you can do, uh, by going to the main Hogwarts legacy website, uh, that I got Hufflepuff. That's bullshit. <laughs> my language. I mean, nothing, no, no animosity towards Hufflepuff or any other houses. I'm just saying that's not me, man. I am Ravenclaw. 
And uh, I intend to assert my will in that regard, just as Harry did when the Sorting Hat tried to put him in Slytherin and put him in Gryffindor. Uh, I will be a Ravenclaw, and I will be commenting on that uh, on that playthrough. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this episode of Maximum News. Thank you so much for joining us. Got through a whole lot of uh, stories today. If you have any thoughts or cr- constructive criticisms to offer on any of the stories and the way that we talked about them today, please let us know in the description box below. I want to thank Saib, as always, for providing his wonderful in-depth insight into all the stories that we talk about. Saib, do you want to tell uh, people about where they can uh, find all those wonderful skits and uh, live commentary on Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah, we're also going to be live streaming it this week, so check us out, obviously, on the main channel, the Triple S League, and then we're, that's where the skits are going to be going as well. They're going to be do, we're going to be doing them into uh, short style, and so yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, I can't wait to see them. And you guys can just find me on my main website, uh, website, my main channel, just at Max Derrett. I got a video on Follow New Vegas coming out this Wednesday. Uh, I will put a link to my channel and the Triple S League channel in the description box. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, when we have played Hogwarts Legacy, I want to remind you, as always, and as per usual, stay yellow.